0: hey everyone welcome to our newest episode of the janus connected podcast today we are so excited because we have a very special group of people joining us and today we've got lance stockhausen todd stockhausen and sandra hack from comfort storage located in punta gorda florida and we're so excited about this because we've been working with them for a while at janus and they are truly the most wonderful group of people to talk to And it's such a pleasure today to be able to chat with them and learn about their conversion project in Punta Gorda. So everyone, thanks for joining us today.
1: Thank you for having us. Hi, Rachel. Thank you, too, from time.
0: Thanks, Rachel. Sandra. Awesome. Well, why don't you guys just tell us a little bit about yourselves, about your project, and kind of how all this came into motion?
1: I guess I'll go here. Um... What uh, what started the whole thing? Our family's been in the uh, rental and um, storage business for going back about five generations. But Todd and I wanted to take it to another level. Instead of uh, rental properties, uh, uh, we wanted to get into the storage, um, not having to deal with people um, with you know water heaters uh, uh, problems that way. Um, this way, we could uh, just deal with a locker. Somebody comes in, rents a locker, and uh, let them put their goods in and, uh, and go from there. But uh, we always liked uh, the storage facilities better than um, uh, rental properties. So um, I guess if Todd, do you want to add anything or Sandra? I know that's pretty much uh, the background of it. Again, like Lance said, it's a more simple or Um, way to handle business. It's just a a box we're selling, not um, a piece of property where you're selling the the rental as a a unit and the size and where it's located and the looks and carpeting and the size of the uh, area. But it's basically the simpleness of storage. And
2: my experience with the self-storage industry is a lot different than Todd and Lance's. I started as a consumer of self-storage oh about 10 years ago when I was going through the process of moving from Wisconsin to Florida. So I was here on the project with Todd and Lance giving them the more of the perspective from the consumer as well as the the female eyes on the project. What what the women are going to be looking for the safety the security the convenience the the cleanliness so being on the project with them i was here day in and day out during the conversion process making sure that the the female perspective was was taken a look at
0: and that is so important and i love that you said that because you know as we all know like women play such a big role in the storage rental process. So that's so great that you had that perspective to add. All right. So next up, uh, how did you guys select the location in Um, beautiful Punta Gorda? I've
1: been investing down here in Punta Gorda for about 20 years. And, um, my brother and I, Todd, we started buying rental properties down here and renting those, uh, those properties out. Love the area. And, um, back about 10 years ago this walmart building came up for sale and todd and i talked about converting it back then but uh, we had other projects to finish up in wisconsin um, so we didn't pursue it in the meantime um, a gentleman bought it and put his own personal um, muscle car museum in that building and um, when he wanted to relocate about four years ago he put it back up for sale and uh todd and i started negotiating negotiating and um after about a year and a half um we ended up finishing our projects up up in wisconsin we decided to pursue it even more and uh uh, we ended up getting together and getting the deal done but um uh, basically it goes back 20 years love the town um quaint about sixteen thousand people um it's on a very busy road U.S. Highway 41, so we, we get a lot of traffic going by. Um, obviously, being a Walmart, you know that they did the uh, the uh, due diligence of uh, the location here was was acceptable to them. So, um, other than that, um, Todd, if you want to add anything, I think the biggest I guess. probably the other thing to add to it, meaningless to, was location. For where we live, we're only 10 minutes away and it's very convenient to us, we can be at the site within 10 minutes if there's any emergencies or any helping out the client at that point. Um, So that made a big thing, uh, even during construction, we could be on site any time of the day, um, so it made it easier to um, pick the site being close to our, our house.
0: And that was one thing I really love that you brought that up, because uh, something I wanted to hit on was the amount of involvement all three of you had throughout the entire construction process was just so it blew me away. I was so impressed. Can you tell our listeners just a little bit about how, you know, you really had a hand in everything all the way up until the opening?
1: Sure uh, going back to our, our background of five generations of construction knowledge, uh, it gave us a, a, a good head start to be the general on the site as well as having the license to do that an opportunity knowing how to work with subs and inspectors in the city being that we did develop and other projects just as large as this, even larger so that gave us a um, edge. On that part, we could keep the project rolling forward being on site, the only project. So at that point, if there was anything that was a jam in construction site due to um, the installation or engineering process, we could keep the subs on site by answering the problem and solving it and going forward. By doing that, we did this project in roughly about started January and we finished up nine and a half months later. Um, so it really was a um, an aggressive move and saved us money and financial, being that we could be five months opening doors earlier than a normal general would be doing something like that.
0: And even though you did really have kind of this expedited timeline you also did not cut corners whenever it came to design elements and just all these features that you offer for your customers. So let's talk a little bit about that. Can you tell me, can you tell me a little bit about some of the design elements and, uh, you know, things like the, the floors and the drive-through climate control and the RV spaces and everything?
1: Yeah, that was a good thing with us being hands on, on the site. We had a, a, a plan, a concept big part picture of what we wanted to accomplish, but also the ability to make changes on site that we've seen going forward um, that would be very valuable to us as the owners and the consumer who would be tenants to um, enjoy the futures of it. Um, With Sandra being part of the design of the drive-through was very important on the, the woman's side of how she looked at it for security and all those other little things she was talking about in the beginning that a woman looks as a facility. Uh, that's that made a big a big thing for us. Um, again with the floors, doing epoxy floors, uh, that was important to give that clean look and long lasting, durable uh for the long term of the the project. And with us being now on-site as managers, we can also know every part of the function of the building to be on-site maintenance crews and technical support if there is any problems to keep it running very efficient for us as managers, as well as the client.
0: Absolutely. Because the Walmart they had, was it like a concrete area in the back? that you used for RV spaces or was that something else that was
1: going to be a future addition, um, that they were going to do, um, like a 30,000 square foot addition on the back, which, um, Mm. they didn't get the city approval for that. So, um, that made an idea place for us to put the slab in and add the RVs back there. Um, uh, again, taking advantage of, of those areas, we had a, you know, go back through um, some uh, uh, DNR regulations to get that approval, but um, and the city to give us the approval, but uh, it all worked out.
0: So let's talk about that uh, interaction with the city and the local municipality. How how did all that go? Like the interaction, the planning, how they've received the project, how did all that go for you guys?
1: The city was very um, uh, welcoming um, to what we did. and I think the biggest thing, and Todd can attest for this, was going and meeting with the city instead of just giving them the plans and say, "Here, this is what we want." Meeting with the fire marshal, meeting with the head building inspector, meeting with the mayor, um, city council people, um, and getting their input and going back to the drawing board and retweaking things and um, I think with any project, um, I don't care if you're in, you know, California, uh, Wisconsin, doing that legwork up front is very important and uh, makes the city ve- feel proud and um, basically bringing them into it and and uh, making the approval process so much easier also I'd like to add two to that before we started the project <clears throat> we had a meeting with the nearby neighborhood that was behind us a gendering nest what we did is we got together had them all come together and there was close to about 50 of those at that time doing off season um, we had a, quite a, a good group on. Uh, neighbors that came there and we basically told them who we are as people we are a small company we are private we are living in the area and we want to give back to the community and be local um, they, they accepted that very well and uh, they appreciated us telling us who we were and what our intentions were with the buildings because they were very scared of the building size of what it potentially could have been and we restored it with the colors the uh, landscaping it just made a total change for the neighborhood and now that we're open we constantly get compliments of uh, a very well done job and they're very proud that we are you know part of their community so uh, little things like that, going ahead and getting permission and talking to the people, not um, kind of covering it up, but being open to them that, that they, they really appreciate.
0: Right, because you're really approaching them as people, you know, with a great attitude instead of just coming in like a very boorish business, you know, slapping down your plans on the table, like, okay, this is what we're doing. And, you know... I mean, they just received that so much better since you guys came in and just really were empathetic and wanted to learn and wanted to listen. So something else I wanted to talk to you guys about was your really unique focus on customer service and the way that you use technology. So can you guys talk about how and why you came to the decision to provide these really like premium offerings?
2: During the conversion process, when we had first heard about the secure guard and the Bluetooth, the locking system, how people can enter and exit the facility, we realized that it was basically the way the future was going. So I guess you could say the discussions, debates, Todd Lance and I had had were were very extensive the pros, the cons, taking a look at our community here, being more of a retirement community, wondering are they gonna take to the mobile apps? What's gonna happen? Is it gonna help us hurt it? In the long run, we decided it was gonna help us more than it was gonna hurt us. Looking into the future and what was gonna happen with the self-storage industry, it was the smartest decision for us to do it during the construction process versus a year from now saying, well, let's let's put the system in now. So with the help and support of all of you guys at Janice, helping us make the decision, supporting us through it, um, we, we chose to do that. And it has proven to be very, very successful here at our site. Everyone is very open to it and excited about it. And it's actually really a great thing to see when our customers are in here and all of a sudden that mobile app is downloaded on their phone and they see their unit number and they walk over to it and and work. It's like their faces sometimes look like kids at Christmas time, like, wow, here it is and it works. Like the response from the community has been outstanding to say
0: the least. Well, that is so awesome. I'm so glad to hear that, Um, especially like you mentioned, a retirement community. I think a lot of people kind of assume like, oh, they might be, you know, a little resistant to it, but to hear that people are really picking it up and really enjoying it and enjoying their customer experience, that's so great to hear. Well,
2: the process has been so smooth and and a whole lot easier than I expected months ago when we were debating about, are we going with the secure guard or are we not? It is. It has been seamless and like I said, just very, very user friendly,
0: both for us as site managers and for our new tenants. So glad to hear that. And I'm so glad you guys are having a great experience with that. Um, so kind of along those lines, What uh, do you have any advice that you would give people looking to build storage for the first time or do conversions for the first time? You know, you've got such a rich, like, experience with this project and all the different choices you've made. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners are just saying, like, please tell me what I should do. So do you have any tips for anybody?
1: I guess what I would say is do your due diligence. I mean, it's probably the same old cliche, uh, plan it out. It's like going on a vacation, building a house, do enough planning, you know, talk to people, talk to people in the community you want to do this in. Um, uh, get get some consulting. I highly recommend that. Um, and And as you proceed with the project, I would say, Figure fifteen percent more of what your budget is when you're when you're going to do a uh, um, a renovation. It's like remodeling your house. You don't know what's in the walls until you get in there, and uh, you you will have extras. And I think if you if you figure at least fifteen percent of the total project, um, that should be enough to cover your base.
2: I would add to that um, definitely educate yourself and surround yourself with a a strong a strong team we had participated in numerous well state self-storage seminars meetings talked to who we considered experts in the field turned to them quite often um over the phone if we felt we were stuck with something or needed help making a decision or finalizing the decision. We had our go-to people who were well-versed in the self-storage industry to give them a call, quick call and say, well, what would you do? Or what are your thoughts on this versus that? And then like with the the team aspect with Todd Lance and myself, the three of us made such a strong team being on site every day with Todd and Lance being the general contractors and then myself in and out throughout the day and working on the operations piece behind the scene but then coming on site as I had said previously and offering my, my viewpoint as a previous consumer of self-storage and then also the, the female perspective. So definitely the, the team to get you from start and finish is, is a need.
1: And then that one thing I'll add to that, what Sandra said is <clears throat> team, that is very important. Being the G C on site, I notice when you do pick your subs, if you had to help out with your G C on giving that list out, make sure you know who your subs are. You don't always have to take the lowest bid. The lowest bid can always give you a problem. It could eventually end up costing you more in the long run. Also being on site, check out your um, subs during construction take a visit even if you're not part of the build out stop on your site to see how it's going um, by knowing your subs you'll get a better job and just get the knowledge from them and don't be afraid to ask questions out there to each sub because every sub will give you a different answer and put the put them all together and and you can figure the puzzle out and get your best person to be on site to go forward and be on schedule. So you learn a lot with your sub some can make it rough. But again, that's your duty in beginning to make sure you pick the right contractors on site.
0: Thank you so much for that. That is great advice for, you know, anyone listening who's approaching really like any phase of their uh, operation and project. So the last question that I have for you guys, what were some of the biggest challenges or lessons learned throughout this project? And I do want to hear about the alligator in this. Our listeners don't know about the alligator, but I do, and it's one of my favorite stories.
2: Well, I can tell you about the the alligator. Um, we have a retention pond on site, and there was a I believe he was almost a seven foot alligator that had been living in the retention pond for some years and the previous owner of this facility had named him chevy so chevy was there floating around in the pond and todd and lance through the construction had we had to do different things with that retention pond for one clean it up get all the overgrowth out of it to make it more more appealing to the community and then pieces of it had to be moved so we could make our rv area out there so we had had called the state to help us take care of the alligator but they they had to come catch chevy out of the retention pond to keep keep the area safe from the neighbors because we had taken down a, a fence as well as the contractors we were concerned for their safety so the day came when the Florida DNR came on site and caught Chevy and took him to the alligator farm.
0: <laughs> the alligator farm, but he's okay, right? That that doesn't mean the the farm in the sky.
2: He is okay. <laughs> he is okay.
0: I love that. That's such a unique like Florida problem. That's uh-huh. so great. <laughs> uh huh. Oh, man. Were there any uh, non-alligator-related challenges that you guys had to overcome?
1: Uh, Not really. Um, We were on the site before when we were negotiating with the previous owner of the building. Uh, We were doing our research and um, pulling measurements and seeing if we can get the mezzanine in the building and how much of a mezzanine we could be putting in, so we were doing our um, all that previous to make everything go smoother. So that part, not really. Um, another one was the weather. Concerned about the weather being in Florida with hurricane season, it was morally of uh, if a hurricane hit, would we lose a lot of our subs and hard to get the job to move forward due to you know subs going on to emergency calls uh that was probably a major concern of of the weather being in this area.
2: And Todd and Lance's background in the industry on construction sites land development etc with all the various projects they've done throughout their life if a problem came on site it always seemed like one of them, if not both of them, knew pretty much immediately how to solve it. If not, they had that team person I was talking about earlier to click it on the phone and say, "Hey, this and this and this, we're thinking this. what do you What do you think would be the best way to handle it?" So knowing that the two of them were were here on site through the whole process was, it eased a lot of my worry and concern that the project's going to fall behind if something like that were to happen, because whatever came about, they were right there and able to take care of and keep things moving in a timely manner.
0: Right. And you guys as a team, you're so self-sufficient and can really, like you were saying, just tackle those problems because of your prior knowledge and your due diligence. I mean, you guys are like the dream team. You really are when it comes to self-storage. <laughs> oh, well, thank
2: think, you. Thank you.
1: I think it surrounds you. If you surround yourself, I don't care what you're doing. If, if if you have a football team and the coach or the manager is surrounded by a great team, you know, you got good players, you got good coaches, assistant coaches. That's what makes it come together. So when uh, a problem arises, you can get on the phone and, and talk to those people, um, like the people at Janus. Um, they've been outstanding. Um, give them a call and say, hey, we've got this problem. How can we work through it? And put our heads together and come up with a solution and a quick one. And um, I think it's very, very important getting the right contractors.
0: All right. Well, thank you all again, Lance, Todd, Sandra. Thank you so much for taking time out of your very busy day running and owning and operating this amazing facility in Punta Gorda. Uh, And if our listeners have any questions about uh, things that you've talked about or if they wanna get in touch with you, what's a good way for them to contact you?
2: They can contact us um, via email at manager at comfortstorage.us. Or they can call us directly if they want to talk to any of the three of us at 941-787-4202.
0: Awesome. And listeners, if you have any questions about, uh, you know, things that I've said, or if you have uh, anything you want to get in touch with Janice about, you can visit our website, janiceintl.com and drop us a line and you can also send us an email at marketing@janisintl.com. At so again, thank you all very much and best of luck on your continued self-storage journey. I'm so excited to see how your facility keeps going and the amazing things that you guys have going on in your future. And all right, we'll talk to you guys later. Thanks. All right. Rachel. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.